call is now being recorded. We RSC Recruiting Podcast, Gary Passwitz joined by Randy Taylor from National Preps. And uh, Randy, this is, a, this is a big day for you and I, getting ready for signing day tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. And, and I know this is a long time tradition for you. It's kind of like our Christmas Eve for us in this business. You get so excited <laughs> yeah. for what we're going to see tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, I miss, mostly I miss uh, signing a uh, a guy from the East Coast uh, so that at 7.01 he signs, and, and I'm in California, and I'm I'm up at 4.01 sitting by the fax machine with a whole bunch of uh, coolers, and, and I've already had several cups of coffee, and that's uh, that's the part I miss the most, and then eating donuts all day. And I'm going to be interested to see how it goes tomorrow. We talked about that early signing period. It uh, takes a little bit of the overall drama away from signing day, but I think it's still going to be there. Let's talk about how this could go for the Trojans tomorrow. It actually started today. Uh, yeah. We know there are minimal minimal spots remaining. The, the, the common thought is that there's four spots remaining. Well, an additional one opened up when Thule Latugia Sanoa flipped his commitment from USC to Washington, something that wasn't entirely unexpected. Um, But then what was probably a little more unexpected was a flip for the Trojans from Oregon with linebacker Elijah Winston changing his commitment today. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and he is a big son of a gun. He's that inside guy, and and like you and I have talked, he could be that inside run stopper, tackle to tackle. Uh, at, for his size and, and, and just being a, a high school guy, he runs pretty well electronic time from what I've seen. Uh, you know, does he have the tools to, to be that edge guy like a Busso or something? You know, that's hard to compare to some of those guys, but, but does he have that ability? And so you take him and some of the other kids that are already signed at linebacker, which is an outstanding group, obviously. Uh, it becomes kind of a, uh, a really, really uh, uh, group of strength for the Trojans. Yeah, the size is really what jumped out to me, Randy. When we had a chance to see him uh, last March at the opening regional up at El Camino, and he was there the same day as some of the other big guys, Pala Ea, Solomon, uh, Merlin Robertson. So you saw all of these guys competing against each other in the same drills. And when Winston would come through – he boy, he fit physically with that group of players. That, that like he's every bit of two thirty five right now. A well put together right. kid. Yeah, yeah, and and with his height, he's got that good height. So that that gives him some uh, flexibility in uh, the way he could line up. He could even be that old uh, the old Sam linebacker. And not that there's that many uh, tight ends in uh, the Pac-12 or in college football. I mean, you got Stanford, and, and who knows what some of these new guys are going to do, but um, you've got that, that guy that can really beat up on the, on the tight end and make that a difficult, uh, uh, you know, release from the, from the line of scrimmage and those kind of things. So a lot of, uh, a lot of uses for a guy with that height and, and weight. Now, let me just ask you this on speculation. We obviously don't know what's going on with Solomon. Uh, he will announce tomorrow. There's a lot of thought that UCLA is making a run on him. But a lot of Trojan fans on the message boards right now are seeing this flip from Elijah Winston, and that puts you at five linebackers. And they're asking, does this mean that Solomon's not coming? Uh, can you see a scenario, especially when you have limited rides, where you are taking six linebackers in this class, saying, hey, if, if this is where the talent is, if this is how the bodies shake down, 
you don't turn away good players like this. No, you never do. Uh, you, you take the best players available, uh, you know, and, and I would uh, think and, and I'm sure that the staff at, at USC has a pretty good idea of who's going to sign, uh, you know, they may know or they should know before we find out in these little press uh, events. And so they'll have a pretty good feel well before uh, almost all of them sign. You know, sometimes every mm-hmm. once in a while you'd have one guy that kind of keeps you waiting because he's got to do some hat thing and he hadn't made up his mind totally, you know. So uh, that gets a little bit bit uh, scary, but I think they just take the best available. And, and getting a guy like uh, like Winston, um, I don't think that scares us, you know, solo away or any of these other guys away. I think there's, you know, you, you there's a lot of snaps these guys can get uh, out on the field at linebacker and in, in the different, whether they're in a 3-4 or 4-3 and, and, and one or two of them become edge guys. So it, it seems to uh, good players find a, play, a way to get on the field. Okay, so if we're sitting here looking at tomorrow, and there's guys, there's Devin Williams, um, you know, you, you've got Solo still out there, Elijah Griffin, I, I, Isaac Taylor Stewart. Uh, if you're looking at your priorities saying, hey, I want to make sure if I can get any guy, if I'm the USC recruiting director sitting in there, if I can get any eye or two, who, who's your priorities remaining to try to grab tomorrow? I, I would love to get another corner, another a defensive back. I think, uh, you know, the, the Taylor kid, Isaac uh, Taylor Stewart, is, is – uh, Fantastic player, NFL tools. Uh, Devin Williams is is an uh, unbelievable uh, big wide receiver, which I think UCL, uh, USC could use. Uh, almost had a Freudian slip. USC could use, and I think that's really important. Uh, but I think you just you take the you take those guys that are are going to commit, and you tell the other guys, you know, you, we're sorry, we don't have it, or you sign them. And figure it out. You know, the, the opportunity to, to sign a couple extra guys, you're not going to go over 25, and you have until the next fall to, to make sure you're under 85. So there's a lot of different ways, and I guarantee you they have every scenario mapped out. We have talked about this before. Clay Helton has shown through his first two years uh, he can hit the number on signing day, and he can hit it well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, we're, we're going to go through a little uh, a little exercise today, Randy. Somebody posted on the message board last week and asked us to kind of give our uh, top twenty players from California and, and how okay. we would rank them and kind of talk about why why we would rank them in different places and and where they're going. So, what I'd like to do is have each of us read our list and then we'll yeah. go through and just kind of talk about different players and why we put them where we did. Why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and start off? Well, let me ask you this: Are the fans going to be able to vote, and then we each somebody wins a trip to San Diego or something on this? What's the maybe, maybe we'll line that up for next time? Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a lunch talk, a lunch talking football with Randy Taylor. We'll, uh, I'm with you. We'll get that I'm for the winner. That's that's free. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, okay, I'll go through my my twenty, and and you know the thing about you, when you're trying to pick twenty, you probably could pick. Uh, 30 or 35 and and those last 15 could easily be in that 20 but but you pin me down so uh i'm going to go through one through 20 uh jt daniels to me 
a quarterback, uh, and, and his ability is the number one guy. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is two. Isaac Taylor Stewart, three. Thule, let Thule Gasanoa, I've been working on that, is uh, my fourth. Jeremiah Martin from Cajon is number five, and I, I mm-hmm. pick him, uh, because just he's such an unbelievable athlete and has such a great upset. Uh, and we're going to go through this later. Devin Williams, Antelope Valley. Chigozi Anusium is mm-hmm. a corner from Sonora, who I really like. Elijah Griffin at eight. Chase Williams at nine. Solomon Tuliapapupu uh, at 10. Abdul Malik McLean at 11. Chris Olave, the receiver, Mission Hills at 12. Julius Irvin. At uh, 13, Raymond Scott, linebacker, 14. Jack Tuttle, the quarterback, Mission Hills, 15. Brian Addison at Sarah, 16. Justin Dietrich, the uh, my favorite lineman, 17. Austin Osborne from Mission Viejo at 18. Uh, I really like Adrian Martinez, the QB mm-hmm. out of Clovis West, going to Nebraska. And then Jaden Woodby uh, from St. John Bosco is my 20th guy. Uh, boy, I love that Austin Osborne pick. I was trying to find a spot for him on mine. I didn't get him in, but uh, mm-hmm. I really like him. Okay, here's here's my list. Uh, we got the same top two. I, I, I put Amon Ra one and uh, JT two. Uh, I slid a third monarch in there next uh, with Solomon at number three, Elijah Griffin at four, uh, Devin Williams five, Isaac Taylor Stewart six. Uh, I put Jaden Wood be pretty high at number seven. I got Thule at 8, Dedich at 9. I love Julius Irvin at 10. Raymond Scott, Abdul Malik McLean. I got Merlin Robertson there at 13. Tanner McKee sneaking in there. I really like Marquis Spiker, so I got him at number 15. Steve Stevenson, the DB out of Fresno, like him a lot at 16. Chase Williams at 17. Cameron McDonald at 18. Matt Corral at 19. And then I went with Tommy Brown at uh, number 20. And you know what? If you had that plus two other guys as your starting lineup, I don't know how it works out as far as numbers. I'm sure there's not enough old linemen on there. Uh, you would be happy as, as heck to have that group. Uh, there's no uh, question e- as your freshman class. E- e- either one, either group. Yeah. So let's, uh, you know, the two guys at the top, I think JT and Amon Ra, it's, Boy, I, I, you're going to find a hard time not finding a consensus on those two, no matter which way you rank them. What really impressed me on JT, Randy, was when he went in there for the Army game, re- reclassifying whatever you want to say it, and he was on the side when you had Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who during the year people were raving about those two guys as the best in the class. Yeah. And JT went in there, and I thought looked better than both of them. Um, yeah. Anyone who says who absolutely can you absolutely rule out him being right in the thick of things during fall camp? Um, I'm not saying he's going to get the starting job, but I don't think you rule it out in the slightest. No, I think you are going to give him uh, the same amount of snaps as you give uh, the other guys, Sears and, and uh, uh, the other QB. I think that you're going to want to see who's the guy, and so I don't. I, you're not going to. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure that JT will learn things, too. He'll, he'll be a quick learner. Mm-hmm. And so that might be something that slows him down a little bit than maybe Jack because those other guys have uh, have snaps and they have, you know, in practice and running that offense and doing those kind of things. So JT has ground to make up. But, yeah, I'd put them all out there. And, uh, and the guys that you think have a chance to play for you in the fall, uh, regardless of age and, and – length of time being there you put them out there and get them get them snaps 
And let me ask you about Amon Ra. We had uh, Deontay Burnett leave early for the NFL, so that creates a hole at the slot receiver role. You have a bunch of unproven guys there, your Trayvon Sidney's, your Vellis Joneses. Um, but I'm really looking at it with Amon Ra, and if he goes in there, he's more than capable, I think, of getting right in there, if not as a starter, in the rotation right away in the slot and picking up some darn good numbers. They may not be Deontay Burnett by right now, but I don't think Amon Ra is going to miss it by much. No, I think he is uh, a guy that will play as a freshman. Uh, I don't think there's any question. If, if it's me, I'm putting him in the two deep right away, yeah. uh, or at least in that rotation right away. So he's getting mm-hmm. snaps and taking balls from the, the top, your top three QBs or two QBs, whatever you've decided, and get him in there. And, and kind of jumping down a little bit, Devin Williams, if he would happen to be another guy, those two guys will play early as freshmen. I think they're both physically and mentally and, and uh, have the ability to run the routes and do the things that they could be guys to make impact as freshmen at receiving court. Okay, and then you go on both of our lists. we got some different orders, but when you're looking at guys three through seven, eight, um, we, we, we both have Elijah, we both have Devin Williams, uh, Isaac Taylor Stewart, and Thule. So we're, we're, we're kind of in agreement right there in your next range mm-hmm. of guys. Well, well, one guy you have that I didn't have is, is the guy out of Sonora, and I know a lot of people like him. Uh, tell us why you like him so much. Well, I think he's an, he's an NFL corner, I think. I think he's one of those guys with his length and, and uh, feet and hips, and he'll hit you and he competes like crazy. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I could see, and he's got good height. Uh, he could line up as a as a freshman and might even be a, be a starter uh, at Cal, depending on their depth and, and who they have coming back. But he, he could easily uh, – he could play nickel. He could do a lot of different things for you. So uh, I just think he's, to me, is an NFL player prospect and i have uh, i I like him a lot seeing him in person and watching film and and everything so uh, that's why i put him up there okay and then we both uh i had elijah griffin at four you have him at eight you 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 talked a little bit about isaac taylor stewart earlier uh give us your thoughts on on elijah uh I think a, a lot of drum beats for him ended up at SC tomorrow uh, on, on signing day and so what kind of player do you see him as who might you compare him to well, it's hard to compare him to. He's just another one of those lean, uh, athletic, instinctive players. You know, you, you want your, your corner types, and he's played some safety and that sort of thing. You want those guys to be fluid kids with, with feet, uh, able to cha- flip their hips and do some things where they can be really good coverage guys. Elijah brings all of that. And uh, so there's several of those guys. Uh, Chagosi, Elijah, even, uh, uh, Chase Williams kind of has that if he's going to be your, be a defensive player or, you know, mm-hmm. he may be a receiver. Um, so he has some of that as well. Uh, Isaac Taylor Stewart has some of that as well. Nice size, height, and, and arm length and those kind of things. And that's what I love in, in, uh, corners. It's a little bit of, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The kid up at, uh, there was a Domingos that's up at, uh, uh, Seattle. That, that oh, Sherman. Corner. Sherman. Yes, yeah, Sherman. They're that kind of lengthy guys. And, 
Uh, I know, you know, you go watch NFL games and, and they've got a guy like that, one or two of them at the corner sure. position, and that's what you're looking for. What, what I really like about Elijah that I don't think it's uh, talked about enough in his game, I, I just love how aggressive he is uh, as, yeah. as a football player. Uh, you don't see that in a ton of elite corners. I think that was the one surprising thing about Adoree is uh, Adoree would stick his nose in there. Uh, and I think we see that from Elijah, too. So that's that's one yeah. of the things I really like about him. Uh, let, let's talk about a guy that if you were to go to the start of the season, Randy, I doubt you would have found a, Abdul Malik McLean on any top 10, top 20 list. Uh, no, and I, I think absolutely. Uh, you know, he's at 11 for me, and, and you have him at uh, 12. Where is he? Yeah. yeah, he's about the same spot. And, and I was kind of thinking that when I was doing this list. I had him, uh, you know, from at least a year or so as a Division One player, uh, but the more you watched him and the more he kind of developed into that that defensive end, pass rush guy, uh, he played a lot of different positions uh, at J. Sarah. Just is really really skilled uh, guy with with some more room to grow, and so I he just kind of grows on you. And I, I've seen him twice in person. Um, and I think his brother could be a little bit like that too. He's kind of still developing and still becoming that guy, but they, they, uh, just have great body types and, uh, all the things you're looking for in that defensive end. I think he fits that perfectly. Yeah, it, it's that frame that really jumps out. You know, yeah. every time you see him, you look at it, and go, God, this kid's going to be a, you know, he's going to be a real good sized kid when he gets to college. No, no question. And so, okay, yeah. let, let's go to another guy who uh, you have him at 13. I had him at number 10 and uh, just committed to Washington last week. And that was one I really wanted in Julius Irvin. Uh, just okay. because of not, versatility, Randy. Yeah. You, you saw this kid play safety. He looked good. You see him play corner. He looked good. You got his jeans. Those of us who were Rams fans from the 80s loved his dad. And so uh, I, I think Julius Irvin's going to be one of those guys when all is said and done. Washington got themselves a good one here. Yeah, he, he with the way they've been playing with the DBs up there, he fits that kind of those four kids that came out a year ago. Uh, he is, and I think he's a, a tremendous back end defender. He can cover slot guys. He can go and, and you know if you throw a bunch of receivers out on the field, you would have no fear putting him uh, in and even even in especially in some press coverage, but even in in off man, he could flip his hips and do those kind of things. And he's instinctive, covers ground. He's got a lot of those tools. And, and he's none of these guys are shy guys either as far as attacking the, the football. And, the you know, the guy that probably to me, and, and I don't know it's not a negative, Isaac Taylor Stewart has, has been dinged up at times and, and has had some mm-hmm. issues. He is just so physically gifted. Uh, he may not have had a great senior year, but he is. you kind of take him because of what he is. And what he can be, but Irvin is that versatile is a good way to put it. He'll be a great special teams guy, uh, all you know, all that. And he joins another that last year. Keith Taylor from Servite was a was a very underrated guy. So they pulled a good couple good ones out of the Friars program. Washington did. Yeah. Okay. uh, I'd love to get a comment from you, Randy, on Raymond Scott. Uh, He's a guy that I think is pretty under the radar, if you will, for this SC class. but a four-year starter at Narbonne, two-time state champion, why do you have him at number 14 on your list? 
Well, I just think he's he's an instinctive kid. I've liked watching him from day one, basically. I, I've had the opportunity to see him in seven-on-sevens and in, uh, in every different kind of uh, athletic event. And he plays hard. He's got a nice motor. He's got good size. Uh, still has room to grow. You know, he just he does a nice job of working his way through traffic to the football, and that's not always easy. You gotta have some instincts to do that. He also plays with, uh, you know, his his he sinks his hips, and he does some things where he can explode through the ball carrier. I just think he's he brings a lot to uh, that that linebacker position uh, that that they'll get a lot out of him. He, you know, he could play alongside those other. Uh, the other guys, like the bigger, you know, when you're mm-hmm. talking about the Winstons and Solo and and uh, the other kids that they have coming in the linebacker, he's a, he's a, a little bit of a kind of a different kind of a uh, tools, and I love his motor. I'm with you on that. Uh, okay, I, I like the thought of Jack Tuttle in there. Uh, Utah, that, that that's a good one. He's he's the one that SC made a run at. Uh, you know, last yeah, spring when, I, when they had the whole Mac Corral thing. Yeah, the thing that I liked about him, and it's really kind of the same time I fell in love with Chris Olave, the receiver down there, is the one thing you like about Jack Tuttle, uh, when I went down there and, and saw him in person, I've seen him in camps and everything, but when you watch him in the game, you know, he early on, it was a crosstown rivalry, and, and he took some shots, you know, some at the whistle, some a little after, and just a really, really competitive game uh, with the Crosstown rival. And and he didn't gripe. He didn't do anything other than just compete. Mm-hmm. And as the game went on, he became uh, – he, he just continued to compete. And, and uh, he, you know, he had a couple of balls that were tipped. And, he had, you know, a lot of things went wrong. But he also has the ability to run some. And he and he's a tough kid, and and he's a pretty thrower, and so there's a lot of things to like about Jack Tuttle, and so that's kind of why I, I put him on this list. And it's interesting for how much our list matched up, like say in the top ten, and especially the top five, that that bottom six or seven, we got a lot of different names. Um, we, we we both have receivers going to Washington. We mentioned Austin Osborne. I, I just really like him, but Marquis Spiker as well. Uh, it just shows how deep. The receiver position is in Southern California this year is no different than any other time. And, and Merlin Robertson, Randy, for for such a deep linebacker group, when, when I go out and watch Merlin, I just come away saying, "Boy, that's that's a good, solid, tough football player <laughs> yeah, right there." Yeah, no question about it. It's hard to, like I said, it's hard to keep any of these guys when you because Spiker is, is some you know outstanding upside with he, he's going to just continue to get bigger and he's an athletic kid. McKee's talented, but Robertson is that guy, uh, you know, at, at Sarah that just every year you go out there and watch him and he's a stud and, and so he could, you know, he could be 20 and a half, you know, 20.5. So all those guys that you have, uh, are kind of in that, on the same level, but in a different, you know, you just, you got to put a number on them. So, oh yeah, how do you limit it to 20? You know, because Steve Stevens is a stud. You know, uh, he is a big time player. That was one guy when Oregon had their coaching shakeup. If if I could have grabbed anybody, uh, yeah. I would not have minded grabbing Steve Stevens. And let's let, let's end this. I want to get the, your thoughts on the last guy on my list, and that is Tommy Brown. 
Um, yeah. For, for a big-time left tackle of modern day, Tommy may not get the love from the recruiting fans that uh, a guy in that spot would normally get. Um, I look at this guy, Randy, and I say, I don't know what's going to happen to him in Alabama. He's there in part, you know, dad legacy, et cetera. Um, but Tommy Brown was a big kid as a freshman, and he, he stayed in shape. And by his senior year, that was a stout, big kid who was the left tackle for a national championship football team. Right. Yeah, and, and I think he's so dang big. Sometimes just taking a while to get around a guy means something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. be able to knock guys off the ball, and so he'll be able to do some of that. He might not be their left side tackle either. He might be their front sure. side tackle and be that more physical because he's so dang big. He could even play guard for that. And so I think he's just one of those big body guys, and he works hard, and he loves the sport. And and I think the Alabama thing, like you said, because of the dad and all that. But I I don't. There's no reason why uh, Tommy Brown is not a a good, really good player at Alabama in, in a year or so. Uh, well, this was fun, Randy. Always fun wrapping up the recruiting class like this and seeing where things stand. You got it, buddy. I'm I'm ready to start. Uh, I, I'm gonna get donuts anyway and just eat them at home. Uh, enjoy tomorrow. Always a great day. Thanks for your time, Randy. <laughs> you got it. Thanks. Take care. All right. Good luck.